So welcome to another show. Today we have Indra Rinsler on the show, who is a spiritual advocate. So welcome to today's show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So the word spirituality is thrown around quite a lot these days and probably kept separate from religion in some some ways. What does spirituality mean to you specifically? Uh, Of spirit. So it's spirit would be would be uh, things you can't see. That that is not the physical plane, but it's the things you don't see, whether it's intuition or whether it's. uh, uh, Divinity or whether it's. um, Well, I'm not I think maybe that covers it, you know, I mean, it's just. a Spirit. Spirituality is talking about the higher self, the, 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 everything beyond the mundane, uh, sticky duality. So it's more about the sensory perception, the empirical maybe argument that what we feel in terms of spirituality, you said intuition, gut instinct, that feeling of we need to find our own path as opposed to more scientific and uh, and physical evidence would you say well you know it's kind of an interesting question because you ask me what it is and then you then you start asking me questions and of course i'm going to start hedging and saying no it's more than that but uh you know i mean the scientists you know the science starting to prove spirituality and i think it's i think that you know i guess there's different levels of there's different levels of planes and so the 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 what do they call it the the 3d plane is sort of the physical plane and when you get beyond that then we're starting to talk about spirituality i think that when you're not talking about spirituality i kind of think that there is only the spiritual path people say you leave the spiritual path and i say what else is there where else can you go includes the physical plane but the but it is the it is really more of it's not about how to get groceries on your uh, dining room table. It's it's more about anything else that's sort of a higher vibration, rather feeling good and feeling whole and 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 intuition and uh, uh, all of the kinds of aspects that we get into when we, uh, you know, we have uh uh let, let me think it's it's like uh self-esteem and 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 people can't really accomplish people block themselves because they're trying to, to to attain a goal but the thought that they can't attain the goal is blocking them from attaining the goal and so that's kind of because you can't quite see it it's into spirituality and it's just sort of a way of looking at things that has a bigger picture then sort of what we, you know, not to say anything bad about cavemen, but the sort of caveman sort of attitude is sort of very linear and, and anything beyond that sort of gets spirituality. I don't want to, I don't really want to limit it to anything that it's, it's a, it's a way of looking that, that sees the possibilities rather than, than limited to what is and, and, and very dense thinking. So what you're saying is it's not about a destination per se, it's about a journey. So it's not about focusing on the goal, but it's about... Well, that it... Yeah, that's one of the memes that's out there. Sure, I think that, that there's some reality there, absolutely. So if we, if we think of 
a spiritual journey then is something that obviously you're an advocate that everyone should undertake. Is there generic parts of that of that journey or is it bespoke to an individual and maybe you will talk about your own journey maybe in, in this part to explain what you've been through and, and what you've sort of learned? So I'm not clear what you're saying. You want me to talk about my yeah, so journey? Is, I mean, it's is, all of is that. Is spiritual journey generic or is it specific? And if it is specific, oh. you want to talk about your your specific journey. Oh, no, it's well, it's specific. My my journey, spiritual journey is uh, specific to me. But uh, with my client this morning, I talked about my specific journey in order to be able to uh, help her with her spiritual journey. And so it's it kind of overlaps that, it, that there there is since everything is connected, there isn't really a way to talk about it without uh you know without it having relevance to everybody else it's the interconnectedness of everything that's sort of the beauty of the spiritual that, that there is no uh self uh, uh, distinction there is no there are no boundaries so does does it differ based on personality or where people are starting from Well, everybody started at the same place, but that doesn't mean that everybody's at the same place right now. Um, uh, personalities, everybody, the, the, the person, the spiritual journey will be different based on different personalities, but the, but the process is the same, you know, whether you're using oil paint or, or uh, acrylic or, or watercolor, you're still brushed, brushed to canvas, but it's just that the material is slightly different. So, so the reality of it is the that what you need to do in order to wake up and what I need to do to wake up, there probably are some commonalities, but there also are some differences, especially in this moment, because we have different experiences and different age and, and, and different backgrounds. And, and, and that is, none of that is either the, either good nor bad. It just is. It's not a, there isn't any, any level of distinction other than the fact that, um, Sometimes it's quicker to go north to get to a place, and sometimes it's easier to go south to get to a place. And it, it's just, uh, it's a, it starts, everybody gets into distinctions that are meaningless. But I know that you use an Enneagram personality wheel, don't you? Yes. And what's the reason behind that then? If, if, absolutely. So are there certain things that you look for? And if so, how does that differ when you? allocate someone with a personality type let's say so there are there the enneagram of personalities are teaching about 60 years old and it says that there are nine personality and while they have a, a psychological basis and are considered uh quite often on a psychological basis there is no end game to psychology other than uh observing behavior but as a spiritual tool it is unique because it gives us each particular of the one of each one of the nine personality types. One of them is at our core and it's our lens to navigate life. It's our core strategies. It, it gives us the particular uh, frequency or level of behavior that we need to, uh, that we need to use to open the door to realization. Now that doesn't mean uh, that doesn't mean that my, that my door isn't better than, your door, but I have particular needs at my personality and you have particular needs and strategies at your personality. And, and so we need to 
you know, we, we, we need to uh, be by being specific that way. It really helps people to understand more of their motivation, the, the motivation behind behavior. That really the key is only for understanding. And, and the fact is we do a different strategy, just like we talk different languages. Necessarily you and I who have a different accent, but if we're going to talk French, we're going to talk French and we're going to go to Greece and they're going to talk Greek. So, so it, we're still communicating and we're still trying to, we're still trying to communicate, but we're using a different language. The Enneagram is pointing out that there are nine personality types and helping us to understand which one is our, is at our core, and that's our core strategies. But are there certain fundamentals that extrapolate across all personality types? Say, for example, gratitude being one potentially, or or is it very specific? Um, well, every you know wants to be appreciated, so there are there are definitely things that go across that, but they express it differently, and they, and they need it differently, and there's a different weighting where the one is the perfectionist and getting things right are really important to them. I kind of think everything's right no matter what. I'm a seven and I don't really, I'm not really rotating on that whole rightness thing. And and two wants to be helping, you know, that they, their core story is helping. And while I help you, I'm willing to help anybody. It's not at my core that I, that I need to be recognized for this, for this helping. And so it's, um uh yeah it's 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 the way that it's just the way that it is is that you want uh you want your you know you want you want your toast in peace somebody wants it cut at the uh hypotenuse and somebody else wants to cut in half so that the two pieces are equal and and uh they're neither right nor wrong their style it's when we get obsessive about not having it the right way that we're triggering that that's when we're going to start to talk about it and no enneagram is not talking about the the way we cut our bread it was just an example so on that basis and you seem to again i'm just extrapolating what you said you think that whatever happens happens for a reason and that like marcus aurelius says if whatever happened happened for a reason because nature did it and that was that was right or if we look at Lao Tzu's work the Tao Te Ching saying that actually if we look at Taoism we need to let things sort of happen and act less essentially are you an advocate for that or have you got your own views yeah uh let's see I think things we have a free will but uh I read in a book recently that the of birth the time of death is set but how we get there is yet to be determined and so i think there's free will i think that people do things compulsively and i think people do things on a whim and they don't know i don't know where i'm going to go to dinner tonight and it may be predetermined but it's not pre predetermined like by me i used to say people would say your kids planned and that's yes but not by us so you're saying that so at least not so, so you're so you're saying that someone who dies at the age of three was predetermined to die at age at the age of three. I'm saying that I'm not at a level where I could say that's for sure, but I did read it in a book on someone that I trusted uh, incredibly, and he said that the time of death is already determined. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's not true, but I'm not going to live my life 
that I'm going to worry about whether it's this minute or the next minute. It's going to come when it's going to come, and I'm going to catch up uh, catch up with it when it happens. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not so philosophical to kind of uh, ponder things uh, being. Uh, you know, heavy about pondering all of these realities and much more about living in the moment and just moment to moment and just being with what is. And I find that uh, when I do that, not only do good things happen, but that there's just a lot more peace. And, and uh, uh, I talk a lot about with people, with clients about um, having expectations and attachments and, and, and holding on to positionalities and None of those are any good. I mean, they, they serve a function for a while. So, I mean, we can't, you know, we, 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 you know, we have them and that's okay. But after we get to, you know, 30s, 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, when people are trying to get happy and trying to look for solutions, I don't find that holding on to those are particularly helpful. So you say, do we or should we sail through life as opposed to row against the tide? If we're getting pushed in a direction is it like the, the the hero's journey where you know we have to learn some things and go through from the mentor and come back to reality? Is it is it a bit like that? Um, or again, is it something completely separate? well? Well, there's no sh so there are no shoulds. So I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna touch that part of it. And uh, hero's journey, you know, it's you know my friend, I, I I'm not that philosophical and I'm not so ponderous about these questions. It's it's the journey of into itself and whether it's a hero or not i would say you know push to the shove i'm not so much into the hero's journey because that becomes a weight and it becomes that like it's an architecture that we are an archetype an architecture and an archetype that we have to live up to and i'm not really that i'm much more into the not naming it and uh, you know as soon as we you know the 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 watch pot doesn't boil so i'm not so much into naming it i'm more into I'm, I'm i do name it in terms of trying to help people with their blocks and positionalities and the onto but whether it's you know the cosmic galactic or whether it's the individual galactic i i'm just sort of more of a of a, a laissez-faire what is what is what is is what is and and without the labeling i find kind of gets mental and kind of gets uh, it stops a flow rather than keeping a flow but then but then if you don't need to name things why is there an en enneagram personality and why is i think you use the wheel of totality as well and if if we can't identify things, how do we then find solutions? And I know you you know might, might say that we don't need to find solutions, but evidently, if we aren't in a spiritual place, surely we need to move into a spiritual place. And if we realise one of the reasons why we're not in a spiritual place, as you alluded to earlier, maybe we're living in the future. Maybe we are too focused on um, income, etc. And maybe we're not focused enough on just being in the present and enjoying ourselves. And I don't mean that in a hedonistic way, but in terms of a joyous and free content experience. Well, uh, I think the reality of it is that even though I said, you know, we have the mundane, I tried to make a distinction between the mundane and the spiritual. The fact is, is that they are in 
that that everything has spirituality and everything has depth and everything is a, is made of God. But there is a reality on the physical plane that you, that people can be so mundane getting from uh, point A to point B that they're not really considering that that there is a God that is you know making the car work i mean every time i use the internet i consider it a miracle you know we say well the internet isn't very good today but i mean it's such a miracle that we're well uh, six thousand miles away five thousand miles away and here we are talking and and we're acting like it's uh it's no big deal and so i mean that's a downright miracle so so i am i'm of the i'm not so much of the trying to label and trying to understand i'm more of the flow that is that as I want to understand my own energy and I want to understand my own reactions and I want to understand what's happening in me. And I find that that kind of that, I, um, you know, I can kind of bet on that. And it, I, I keep having a bit when I bet on that, I keep having a bigger pile in front of me of, of the good chips, like I'm playing, a, you know, a casino game or something that if I just bet on my own ability to be able to understand the Enneagram personality are they have names and they have numbers and and the names and the numbers are, are only nomenclature in order to understand. But there does seem to be nine different personality types. Just like there are, what, 200 species of dogs and there are uh, 400 species of birds. I'm just making up numbers. And there seem to be nine personality types. And the value of that is that if we all had the same personality type, not, not, not so much would get done. We're a social species like the fives, maybe like you. And we need the enthusiasts like me. As a seven, and we need the and we need the peacemakers of the nines, and we need the perfectionists of the ones, and we need the helpers of the twos, and and the other a few other ones that I didn't mention, and and we are all going through a similar dance, but the dance is slightly different because their particular perceptions and their particular needs are are slightly different. Just like just like uh, right now, it's you know it's getting dark here. And in home in California, where I'm not, it's 3 a.m. They're, they're not awake and it's not light. And it's it's not that life is different there. It's just a different timing and it's a different focus, just like the person. But then but then do we need, you know, to have to have stars in the sky, we need the darkness, we need the black of, of the sky. Do to have people who are spiritual and those who are authentic and those who are decent human beings do we need the inverse as well you know to have god do you need satan do you need equal and opposites because at the end of the day everything has its yin and yang doesn't it and not everyone can be great human beings yeah. necessarily well i'm not you know i'm the Satan side, but I will agree with you. I mean, the, 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 the concept is totally true that it's only when we know pain that we can know happiness. If we don't have pain, then we can't know happiness. We need to suffer in order to grow. And so they, they are not actually two. They're actually one. It's two sides of the same coin. And ultimately, they are the same coin that when you get to a higher, higher level, the saints who had cancer were not complaining about their health. They did not see it as a, as a suffering. It's just uh, what it was, was just a stage. 
Yeah. And and life and not life the same way or, or embodied life and and unembodied life. I didn't really see it any different either. And and so ultimately, you know, we can see everything as as one and, and not see any uh, separation ultimately in anything. Yeah, it reminds me of the one of the quotes from the Tao Te Ching where it's like nature in itself doesn't want rewards for things it's uh it's something along the lines of creating yet not possessing working yet not taking credit work is done then forgotten therefore it lasts forever is that what you're saying that we shouldn't be aiming towards something we should just do it forget about it get rid of ego get rid of our, our need for material things and just be part of this universe essentially no i'm not saying that first of all i wouldn't say should about anything and second of all, we need the ego. We just don't need to listen to the ego. And 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 we need to go through the pains and we need to have the low cycle to appreciate the high cycles. And and we don't need to enlighten. Uh we we can we can live a life without even knowing the word. But the point is is that there comes a time when uh you know, if you've had really cheap beer and then you taste a really nice beer, you might next time want to try the, you want to keep, you know, somebody says, what kind of beer do you want? You might say, I want the nicer beer. And it isn't that the bad beer, and you might have had bad beers, the cheap beers, and that's okay. But once you've tasted something that's a little bit better, you might, you know, you might decide that, that that's the way you want to live. And it's no shoulds, and it's not bad if you don't. And it's it's just it's just a, a choice. But the fact is, is that I think most people when they realize happiness is available at each moment and and isn't uh, it isn't based on outside circumstance most people especially at this particular age when when you know the spiritual path has been around let's say 150 years maybe you know and 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 vibrant for 50 years that I have been on it uh you know more and more people are kind of kind of tuning into the idea that that uh the the better the life is the happier life. Now, I'm not saying it's better, but and I don't like to use that word, but I'm just saying that their their goal are more interested that that uh, using my analogy, they'd be drinking the, the beer that tastes better, even if it costs a little bit. That's their choice. You know, that's that's if they're going to make a choice, that's what they're going to go for. And, and the one who wants to keep drinking the cheap beer Hari bowl to them. That's fine. There's no nothing wrong with that if that's what they want to do. Given your experience in, in this area, is there any sort of religion or any the theology or, or philosophy that you feel closely fits your beliefs? So Buddhism or Hinduism or Christianity, whatever it's going to be, is there anything that you fit, feel closely fits your view or is yours very bespoke? So I had a teacher that said she wasn't into any isms, and I guess I kind of agree. With I love Buddhism, and I'm in India, and I I like I like Hinduism, and and uh, you know I love Muhammad. You know, I mean, when you read some of the from stuff and read about him and what they did, and you go hang out in front of um, uh, texture with the repeated patterns. I mean, it's really powerful. I was in the uh, the Hagia Sophia, and they had a 800 anniversary of Rumi and stuff, and 
everything is pretty high stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, but it's not, you know, I have, I have, I'm not much into labels. I'm not into any particular, I mean, if I had to choose, sometimes I call myself a, 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 a shaman, uh, a, a Sufi shaman, uh, 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 I can't think of the term right now, the, the Bodhi, Bodhisattva. The uh, a shamfi bodhisattva, and then I'll just simplify it to say I'm a mystic. So, you know, never study. I consider myself a shaman, but I've never studied shamanism, and I'm a Sufi, but I've never really studied Sufism. And so, you know, and I love, and I, uh, uh, Kublai, uh, uh Genghis Khan. I spent a month in Mongolia. And and the Genghis Khan going to the river, his spirituality was hanging out of the river and making his big decisions. And 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 I'm not for killing people the way the, the Muslim the the, Mon the Mongols did necessarily, but they had actually a rather high culture, and it was the biggest empire has ever seen. And in 1300s, they could deliver a letter 2,000 miles in 10 days. And so. People get into good and bad and right and wrong and oh my God, what are you doing? What didn't he do? But the the fact is is that there's there's height in everything and and there's low everything and so I just don't get into a particular label or a particular path. No, I'm not really into any of it. I've I've kind of run away from all of it. Maybe that's my problem. You know, I run. I don't really want the label. So if we don't have labels, we don't have things that we particular follow is there any practical advice for anyone or is it just a case of going with your gut instinct and and seeing how things go well there is a, a one practical advice that i share with people is something that came to me that i call the four do doorways to conscious living the first way is to learn to observe that's to uh, watch your own thinking and watch your own behavior and watch your reaction to other people's thinking and behavior and get out of the movie of your life and get into the audience to watch yourself dispassionately. The second doorway is to let go and release what doesn't serve you. The third doorway is to love yourself. And the fourth doorway is live in the moment. And so that's, you know, that's about as hierarchical as I get. I, I do have philosophies, I suppose you might call them. And they're basically to teach people to understand what is happening right here, right now, in order to get them to be really clear about, uh, you know, the goal is I want a career. And the problem is, is they don't think they deserve it. And so that's that's the philosophy. And, and I don't necessarily come in, while there are a lot of things that I've repeated to clients over the years, uh, the fact is, is that in most cases, it's their higher self that's telling me what to say. So in other words, in all of the, you know, got a thousand, me a, a hundred memes that I might have used, you know, which ones I say depend on, on what the person is, depending on how my mood in the morning, you know, it's not depending on whether I'm wearing a red shirt or a blue shirt, it's depending on on what it is that they're pulling out of me and what needs to be said in the moment. So you mentioned that, uh, well, a couple of things there, but I think maybe a Bruce Lee quotes 
sums this up is that is it not about daily increase but about daily decrease removing things that we don't need from your life which is i think your third point wasn't it in the four the four pillars remove what you don't need and what doesn't serve third you point, is, the is third that point love yourself not the so go uh on. say say that the second point is uh let go and release what doesn't serve you so yeah that's it yeah to... so that was the second point sorry yeah so bruce lee has that that quote doesn't he that it's not about a daily increase it's about daily decrease is it about removing things that we don't no, no, don't no longer need that's actually going to help us more than trying to gain things all the well time? well i i mean i think you know the whole is it cup half full or half empty but the reality of it is they're already enlightened it's a pretty small percentage and so what 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 prevents us from realizing that we are enlightened is to get the blocks out of the way so so in the sense i would agree with that in the sense that that then that's a lot of what i do is helping to people to realize what blocks are in the way that they put in the way that they because once they get out of the way then the then the answers come and the intuition comes and the solutions come and the and the and the enlightenment which is already there comes apparent and so uh yes i but i could probably say it in a way that it's that it's you know maybe i could figure out a way to say it in the other side is that it's it's becoming more of who you already are it's becoming more of the enlightened it's becoming more of the it's becoming more of the love it's becoming more in the moment and and because it's the same it doesn't really matter whether you you know so there's some teachings that say we got to go up and there's some teachings we say that we got to go down so what's the truth the truth is is that it's just it's just nomenclature it doesn't really matter it's uh if we go up far enough then we go down if we go down far enough we come up so we we can't get so stuck in the nomenclature because we're just moving in circles, and so it's it's just all used to a process or a, a reality for people. People already know the puzzle part. Do is put them together. All the teachings I do do tell them to put them together. I don't. I say things. I say some things that are new, but most of what they say, if I say that you're insecure, they say, I already know that. I say the insecurity is what's blocking your path. And they say, I already know that. I had a, I had a client last yesterday who said that, uh, you know, is, is grappling with her life in the mid fifties. And what am I going to do? Da, 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 da. And she finally realized that it's, she sat in her bed and realized that all she wanted to do was to know God. But she had kind of lost it for 40 years. And in the moment of coming back to that, the truth was already there. And when you talk about when you talk about higher little things with people and you and you bring them to a higher level and you get out of the you're not uh, on survival mode, your 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 attitudes are blocking you, then all of a sudden the realization comes, wait a minute, I had this experience when I was 16. And and I just had kind of a, a Rip Van Winkle dream for the last 40 years. And it's time to let go of all of that. I want to get back to my truth. So have you ever had any sort of supernatural or extremely powerful spiritual experiences that changed you? Well, yeah, I would. I have not had these, uh, you know, the whole world blew up and, uh, you know, God was at my feet. I wouldn't haven't had any of those that, you know, that some of the big ones that people have, but I mean, you know, in a sense, every day I have them, but I, I spent the, 
Bodh Gaya, where Buddha, where the Bodhi tree is, where Buddha found an enlightenment, as the story goes. And that was a pretty powerful place. And yes, they changed me, you know, but I mean, every day that uh, you walk on the street, I don't know how much time you spend in India, but every day, you, 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 you know, I've been five years. And every day I walk on the streets, I see if I, I you know, I sometimes I see things I've never seen before. And every day you changes you you walk you walk past a there's a there's a kind of a beggar guy here who doesn't have any arms and legs and every time i walk past him which isn't that often smiling it changes me it reminds me that i tell people is that they say my life is terrible and i say i know a guy that has no arms and legs and he's smiling say wow maybe i need to let go a little bit and so and so where i'm living at now and i don't mean physically i mean uh, spiritually is is that is that every moment it's a it's a ever new expression of the of uh, of uh, and of an understanding of where i'm at in rishikesh is a very high place but i would i tell people for the last 22 years people have been complaining about the prices the uh, the the buildings more people the traffic and, 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 you know, people do that now. And I say, it's been going on for 22 years here. And I come back after four and a half years because I hadn't been here in COVID and I don't hear any of the noise and I see the buildings, but they don't register. And I see some changes and, and I just think it's just so much magic here that I don't even notice any of it. And it doesn't really touch me in the sense of it, it doesn't bring me down and it doesn't worry me. And I'm not worried about the future and, and, and the planet. I'm just in the moment and everything is just, uh, it's just bliss. The time of my life. And I've been coming here 25 years and everybody, a lot of, most people I know don't come back because it's too modern. And I'm thinking, I'm so sorry for them because while it is modern, it's still God and and uh, that it's a delightful place. I call this place. It's like the parents are gone all weekend, all the time. You know what I mean? It's like it's so free. You can be whoever you are. You can you can do whatever you do. And it's India. Nobody cares. And it's like it's like when you when you live that way and you live in that freedom and you're not hassled by by uh, convention, which is kind of India's thing, then you learn is that when I go back home, I have to learn to not be taken down by the convention. And that happened to me a long time ago that whether I'm in India or whether I'm in America or wherever I am, the 50, any of the 56 countries I've been to, it's the same person that's having that experience is that I'm not, you know, I mean, maybe I could get in some, some situations that bum me out. I got kind of bummed out that the, the airline canceled my flight a day before and then spent three weeks not giving me a refund. So, that, and I told them I'm going to complain to the Indian government. And I got a letter today on my three-week anniversary when I told them that I was going to complain. And they said, uh, you your uh, your your refund is has gone through is going through, and so uh, you know it kind of uh, that was a little bit of like the worst you know in I don't know a year you know six months two weeks I don't know I don't really have that much anymore but it was very I could feel it churn a little bit and and how I dealt with it I should say for the listeners how I dealt with it is very direct.
I came back, I was in a meditation up at a temple and I, and I could really was starting to churn on this letter. So the only thing I could do it, deal with it is I had to come home and write the letter and I had to turn it. I had to get it out of my system by turning out this really long letter, knowing that it may be a useless, um, um, you know, discipline, a use a waste of time, but it didn't really care because I wanted to get the energy out of my body. And, and then I wrote to the, the agent and I wrote to the airlines and I told them again that in by Wednesday on my third anniversary, three week anniversary, I'm going to complain to the Indian government. And, and, and with the, with the duress of my energy, it seemed like the universe has, has changed a little bit. Excellent. Is there any you final know, pieces? That's about, of, that's the, the, is there any final piece of advice you've got for the listeners? Final piece of advice is to love yourself, is to is to be in the moment and love yourself, is to is to understand that everything is for you and nothing is against you and and that and that uh, that uh, that spirit loves you and, and any and, and if we don't listen to the lessons, we're gonna get a harder version of the lesson. And and that it's the, that life is beautiful and it's for living. It's not for for holding back and and whatever that means for people. Um, I really want to support that in every way that I can. Fantastic! Thank you very much, Indra, for being a valued guest. And um, where can people reach out to you if they need to? So I I do. Uh, 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 website indrarinsler.com it's all one word uh, they can write me at indrarinsler at gmail.com I do make two offers to people if you want your Vedic astrology chart send me an email with date time and birth of uh, uh, I mean date uh, place and time and I'll send you your chart and a little bit of explanation and if you want to know about Enneagram send me a, send me a message about Enneagram and I'll send you a little take and start to learn which of the nine points are yours fantastic well thank you again Indra, and uh, have a great day